This is Audio Shelf, a place where we take you on a fantastic journey through our audiobook adventures. We are Brad and Brittany, the voices in your head. Ooh, creepy. <laughs> so, we are here to talk about The Grown Up by Gillian Flynn. One of the world's creepiest. Seriously. Seriously creepy female writers. And this book is actually a very short story. And it is narrated by Julia Whelan, published by Random House Audio. And the audiobook was released November 3rd, 2015. And the duration was a whopping one hour and 17 minutes. Oh, man. That is a lunch break. Exactly. And so the genre, it was a mystery, thriller, and suspense. (laughs) So, Brittany, tell me a little bit about the book, even though we both read, we both listened to this. It's basically about a young woman who is struggling to survive in her day-to-day life, and she is actually a prostitute. Mm. And fortune teller. Oh my goodness. Can I just tell you, I was writing notes on this book, and the first, can I read the first two sentences? Please, please, please. So, my first two sentences in the summary of the notes section uh, of my book is, The Grown Up is a short story about a prostitute con artist who gives out spiritual readings and hand jobs. (laughs) So accurate. That is completely true, and that is, that's actually how the novel starts. Like, it starts yeah. with a bang, and not like a, that kind of bang. Not, not but that kind of bang. Not that kind of bang. Uh-uh, uh-uh. <laughs> but just, it immediately starts off with her talking about hand jobs, and I was like, oh, what, <laughs> what am I reading? What, what door did I walk through? <laughs> I felt dirty. I felt yeah, dirty listening yeah. to this. But so, not, yeah, not that. Different. It's not an overly graphical novel in that mm-hmm. sense at all, but it's a wonderfully written mm-hmm. short story. Very. So it's about an, a nameless main character. You never figure out her name. And she gets put into doing spiritual readings for people. And one day, a woman by the name of Susan Burke walks in. The main character is a, kind of a keen observer of human nature, and so she picks up the little things that Susan does and gives her readings, quote-unquote. But they're not real because... She's a con artist. The main character's a con artist. She's Mm -hmm. basically just hoping to have some sort of business deal. And the whole time she's thinking of what she could do with her life if this were to continue on. So at the beginning, it starts off with her saying, oh, if this were to continue on, I can branch out and do my Mm -hmm. own spiritual readings. And then I can tell people that I am a um, spiritual advisor Mm -hmm. and stuff. And then it goes to entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And If I was a prostitute, I think that is exactly what I would be doing as well. Yes. Spiritual advising. I imagine all prostitutes think about, this could be bigger. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I could make this into a company. (laughs) So she is going with Susan and Susan has some happenings Mm -hmm. in her life. She says that her house is haunted Mm -hmm. and that it's affecting her stepson, Miles. So she asks the main character to come over and kind of cleanse the house. And, of course, the main character's like, heck yeah, money. Mm -hmm, Money, Money dollars. Yeah, dollar dollar bills falling all around. So she goes to the house and everything is not as it is 
described mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to the main character from Susan. There are things that are off about the house, definitely, and things that are off about the people that live in the house. And so not everything is as it seems. Mm-hmm. There's a dark presence that can Mm -hmm. be felt, but you don't know where the dark presence is coming from. Exactly. And so I I don't want to give too much away, but, you know, I feel like this should be mentioned. The the characters in the book, Susan and her her stepson, Miles, they kind of butt heads. Yes. And that kind of, that is what draws the main character into the, this grand Victorian house yeah. is to kind of figure out who's telling the truth here. Yeah, which when she first walks up to the house, Gillian does a wonderful job writing this creepy house because oh I got chills just from listening mm-hmm. about it and having Julia describe it. It was just very creepy. Yeah, I felt I was there. Yeah. It was different from the rest. It lurked. It was the only remaining Victorian house in a long row of boxy new construction And maybe that's why it seemed alive, calculating. The mansion's front was all elaborate, carved stonework, dizzying in its detail. Flowers and filigrees, dainty rods and swooping ribbons. Two life-sized angels framed the doorway, their arms reaching upward, their faces fascinated by something I couldn't see. I watched the house. It watched me back through long, baleful windows so tall a child could stand in the sill. And one was. It was, oh, give me, give me chills. I listened to this at night, too. So what? I was, like, looking over my shoulder. You are brave. You are brave. Uh, I try, I try. So with, with Julia's reading, touched on her descriptions a little bit. They're really great because of Gillian's writing. I felt like when it first started out, and I don't know if this was the nature of the main character, but Julia's emotions just weren't 100% there. Yeah, I felt I felt like Julia got a little confused about who what type of main character this was. Yeah. Because let's kind of talk about that the main character has never given a name. Yeah. She's nameless. You know, I have theories about why she wasn't given a name. I think that is amazing of what Gillian did is like kind of not give her a name. I feel like that made the book even so much better. Yeah. And so much mysterious. But I sensed that Julia Whelan, the narrator of the story, was kind of lost in it. And she was like, who am I supposed to be? Who is this woman? I know that yeah. she's this con artist. I know that she's this prostitute. And I know that she's looking out for herself for number one. Yeah. But I felt like she didn't really know. I, I, think, I don't think that was enough motivation yeah. to kind of figure out what emotions she should have been displaying in the book. It's written from first person. So... It's very much I and me, and so it it's kind of different from, I guess, the normal books that are written in third person, and the narrator will kind of break off from the character development when reading just the establishing shots mm-hmm. of, the, of the novel. But with this, it starts off right away, and it goes right into the story. And so I really think that it was kind of a disservice to the main character to not give her more of a stronger voice. Mm-hmm. I agree, and I agree. Inject emotion. But I will say that when Susan enters the picture, yeah, Julia just something sparks. Oh, she turns it around. Maybe it's because the name. I don't know. I don't but... know because Susan's voice is so young sounding. Mm-hmm. Even though Susan herself is not a a, a young, young woman, yeah. she's in her forties. But it's just so young sounding and so it's innocent, vulnerable, and innocent and vulnerable, and vulnerable. And so mm-hmm. it's really great. And Julia did a wonderful job with her. And she also did a wonderful job with Miles. Miles was so creepy. Oh, Miles uh, was creepy. He made me not want to have children. Oh, God. <laughs> oh. 
it was it was terrifying actually whenever miles came on into the scene i just kind of wanted to pause and just go and like shower mm-hmm. because he just made me feel so creepy yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He, he, i think he should have belonged in the children of the corn yes that's what it, kind of image i was getting from julia when she was talking i was like this is like a stephen king kid yeah when you look up terrifying children in the dictionary, it was, it's a picture of Miles. It was, it's actually a picture of Julia Whelan being Miles. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Spot on. So from what I remember in the audiobook is the pauses and the transitions. Now, this is a short book, and so there wasn't a very there wasn't any chapter one, chapter two. It was kind of straightforward. I'm going to tell you a short story. So I I liked that. And I think we can kind of give it a little leeway there because the whole book was a transition, to be honest. Yeah. I really liked how it was a kind of campfire ghost story. Yeah. Yeah. I really enjoyed that a lot because it it was just something that you can, you can get through in an evening. I Mm -hmm. mean, it did, it it was a true hour long story. Yeah. And it went by really fast. But I, and I also feel like Julia Whelan did a really great job with putting the pauses where it needed, there needed to be pauses. Yes. From the spiritual reading setting to the Victorian house. Yeah. To the car, you know, different kind of settings i think she did a great job with pausing and then allowing us the listener to enter this new Mm -hmm. environment yeah and with gillian's writing it was very well done with giving us enough of the character that we're not questioning who the person is Mm -hmm. i mean we got enough of the main character from the very beginning and jobs yeah (laughs) (laughs) uh enjoy her journey a little bit more Mm -hmm. because we got a little bit about her childhood and i mean we're not really sure what part was true because in the beginning she goes over it, but then it turns out that that was one of the stories that she was told mm-hmm. to con people because she's been a con nurse her whole entire life. Yeah, And so you kind of get lost in the narrator. You want to believe that she's a, a good person, the main character is, but then you don't know. Mm-hmm. And it's so uneasy feeling. And that's also another thing that Gillian Flynn does amazingly in her work is that whole unreliable narrator yeah. kind of thing. And yeah. and should I believe this person? Is this person really, I mean, gone girl, dark places, all those, all, all of them have an unreliable narrator. And I think she does not miss a beat with this one. Even though it's short, I'm still kind of confused of, is this main character good for me good for society good for you know everyone and i really feel her writing is what kind of got julia into the story a little bit more later on just her interest in the story peaked when all of the characters started coming together Mm -hmm. there was one part where the main character is acting as the spiritual reader Mm -hmm. and she goes into susan's house and she has this voice about her that when she gets into her advising, it's just kind of, oh, so today we'll be washing the rosemary all over the house. <laughs> but then her normal voice is just like, very kind of smug. Yeah, it's like, oh my goodness. Like, yeah, it's just yeah. like, I could do this with the money that I make from this. And mm-hmm. then, so it, she has two different voices for the main character. So it's really interesting. And I feel like when Julia is able to read as the reading, mm-hmm. spiritual in the house and everything, talking to Miles, her interest kind of kind of takes hold mm-hmm. and she's like suddenly very invested into the novel. You know, of course I would like to believe this. That was her first time reading it through but yeah. of course she had to she had she had to read this yes. before she mm-hmm. recorded it. But it felt like when she was reading it, it was her first time and it was she was going through the 
motions yeah. of, oh my God, what's going to happen? Like, yeah. What is going to happen? Because just like us with listening to it, we don't know how, we don't know what this is going to be about. We have no idea. We've only heard the title. I didn't even read the description because I didn't want to get too mm-hmm. much from it. But you never know when you start an audiobook how it's going to be. So that's what it felt like with her reading the book was she wasn't sure where this was going. And so when it did start happening. She was like, all right, I'm on the bandwagon. Yeah. yeah. She's like, I'm ready for this. Yeah. So, you know, an hour long mm-hmm. audiobook, do we feel like we got a, a clear picture of the novel? I really think so. I mm-hmm. mean, this is the first thing of Gillian Flynn that I have been exposed to. Mm-hmm. I haven't. Really? Yeah, I haven't. I thought you re- did Sharp Objects. Not yet. I haven't, I haven't done that need, one yet. That's the only one I need to do. Okay, so we have to do that one. But mm-hmm. I haven't done anything. I haven't done Gone Girl or Dark Places. Or... See, I read Gone Girl. Oh, yeah, that's right. You're mm-hmm. talking about I read about Gone Girl and then I listened to Dark Places. Mm. So good. So I haven't so even good. I haven't even watched the Gone Girl movie. <laughs> so I'm not exposed to anything of hers <laughs> at all. You're not even exposed to Ben Affleck's butt? No. <laughs> I mean, maybe in a different movie I have been. Oh, yeah, but probably. Probably. I don't know. I haven't seen any of her work. I think with this, it really, it really made me interested in reading and hearing more about mm-hmm. her. That's, I think that's about a good book. Yeah, about yeah. about her other novels. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that if you like this, definitely try out, I would try out Gone Girl first. I mean, Dark Places was good, but definitely a lot better than the movie. Maybe we can get to that one day. But Oh yeah, once I listen to it, and then mm-hmm. we can watch the movie. Yeah, my movie night. Movie night. And then we can judge. I would love for them to do, oh my God, this would be amazing for like a Halloween special. <gasps> yes. <gasps> Gillian Flynn, sell this to someone, please. Like, and just do like like an hour, like an hour and a half. Just a tiny, midnight, you know? just a tiny little TV movie or something. TV movie oh that's well God. done. It would be like a classic. Don't give it to Don't give it to Lifetime. Don't give it to Lifetime. <laughs> but yeah, I think that would be a really good classic where they replay it every year for Halloween. Yes. Anyway, I mean, it's not even real. It's not even happening, but we're so excited in our own minds about this. So, but anyway, I think that it was a perfect amount. It was it wasn't too long. It wasn't too short. Even yeah. though it was only an hour, it and, just it gave a great story. Yeah, and it's the ending is very open ended. We're of course not going to tell you what happens in the Never. end, but it's very open ended for your own interpretation of what happens. And I mean, just when you think that this is this is what the story is. Something happens and you get turned around and you have no idea what your life is. Anymore. Exactly, it's like what I don't understand. Mm-hmm. And it, but it, the positive thing is that I didn't reflect on the one hour and say, "Man, I just wasted an hour of my yes, life." Yes, absolutely. It was oh my god, I, I want to spend another hour in this I, world. She seriously could turn this into a novel. She really could, but but then that also contradicts what I just said when it's not, it wasn't too short. But that's the thing is it sums it up so perfectly. But I, want, I want more of this yeah. character. I want more of this character. I want more of Miles. I want more of Susan. I mm-hmm. want more of the creepy little kid that was <laughs> so Susan's son. Can I just tell you that the picture that I had of Miles when she was talking was Sid from Toy Story? <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. That is that is spot on. <laughs> I heard what you told her. He said about Jack, about the babysitter, about everything. You're such a bitch. Susan flinched. Miles turned to me. I really hope you leave and don't come back. For your own good. I was like, okay, Sid, calm down. 
The other son, Jack, is super creepy, too. It's just everybody in this novel is, like, really weird. Very weird. And it was just a perfect, perfect novel that ended. And I also was reading an article that Universal bought the rights to this book. Yes. Kind of Googling this as we were talking. And I'm just flabbergasted of how excited I am. I'm curious what they're going to do. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I hope they don't ruin it. Oh my God, they better, they can't ruin it. They can't, it's an it's hour and literally, 17 minutes. Like if they ruin an hour and 17 minute short story. They need to go take several seats. Several. So did you, did you speed this up at all? I forgot to ask you that. No, I hmm. did not speed it up at all. I mean, it was an hour and 17 minutes, so yeah. there really wasn't anything See, for I to speed up. See, I sped it up. You did? I did. Because I wanted to get it done. I was like in a deadline. I was in between books and two of my overdrive books were like due at the same time. Oh. <laughs> so then this one came and I was like, I'll just knock this out. I did speed it up, but I feel like I shouldn't have sped it up now. How much did you speed it up? I'm only just about 0.5. Like, so it was, you know, regular 1.0 and then I moved up to 1.5. Dang. So I know. And I did make the hour and 17 minutes get down to 45 minutes. 45 minutes. So I think I did it while I was cooking breakfast. Oh my mm-hmm. goodness. Cooking my eggs. How did you listen to it? I listened to it when I had just finished Red Queen. And so I wanted to do something short Mm -hmm. in between getting the uh, Glass Sword sequel. Mm -hmm. So I listened to it in between there and I just Mm. sat on the couch and listened. It was worth it. Yeah. It's totally worth it. It's definitely one of those audiobooks that you can just sit on a couch. Yeah. And listen to. And, And just... Do- Go like, through it. Like, not doze off, but like close your eyes and just turn off the lights, light a candle. Get get it super, <laughs> super scary in your house and then be terrified. This is definitely a book that you need to read during the fall. Yes. Yes. Oh my God. With like your little right pumpkin. Now. Yeah, right now. Hello, fall. With a little Ugg boots and pumpkin spice lattes. <laughs> Don't be basic. And scarves. <laughs> but hey, that's what I would do. <laughs> I, yeah, really. Call me basic Brad. Basic Bradley. What would you do? Would you go out and buy this book or would you keep it as an audiobook? I think I would keep it as an audiobook. Me too. I think I would keep it as an audiobook. I definitely, definitely enjoyed the audiobook Mm -hmm. of it. And so, I mean, I probably would enjoy the short story, but I think it's only... I think it was like 64 pages. Yeah. So I I can't even... So I would just rather kind of listen to it, mm-hmm. let it this ghost story kind of tell it to me instead yeah. of me yeah. looking, you know, reading into it. Because I really wanted to feel like I was at camp and listening to yes. ghost stories, even though I've never been to camp before. I've never been to camp either. Yeah. So this was kind of my own personal camp. I just lined up the dog toys mm-hmm. in a circle and <laughs> pretended like they're, it's a sad, sad life. <laughs> I blame my mother because <laughs> she never took me to camp. <laughs> I never wanted to go to camp. I couldn't be away from my parents for that long. See, I was, yeah. I mean, I just, I've never experienced, I never even went camping. Oh, you haven't? I'm going camping for the first time in two weeks. Did I tell you this? No. <laughs> oh, that's exciting. You can tell this story. I know, right? I'm going to tell the story. Tell it around the campfire. I'm gonna, what I'm going to do is I'm going to play the audiobook. Oh, and while let I just, Julia tell the yeah, story. Let Julia tell the, tell the story and I'm just literally moving my jaw up and down. You will lip sync <laughs> with the grown-up. Exactly. So maybe I might need the book. No, I want it to be natural. I'll just lip sync. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's dark. They can't They can't really see it. Yeah, exactly. So they won't know that you are suddenly a female. It, well, everyone thinks I talk like a girl anyway, so. <laughs> shelf it or shove it? Definitely shelfing it. I'm shelfing this. Yeah. Saving it for Halloween night. Oh my gosh, it's going to be so good. Ugh, leaves rustling through the, through the air. 
leave, no? leave, leave sounds. <laughs> All right. So, well, this concludes The Grown Up yep, by, by Gillian, Gillian Flynn. Flynn, narrated by Julia Whelan. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Later. Bye. 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 We're going to do that every... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just going to be a thing. This has been Audio Shelf, where we release new episodes every Monday. If you want to stay updated, listen to previous episodes, or suggest audiobooks for us to feature, visit us at audioshelf.me. We are Brad and Brittany. Thank you for listening. Right? Stop burning your toys. Creepy. Creeper. Creeperton.